This is exactly right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You ready for this, Scotty? Give me I a got, little something. I got a good one for you. Okay. This might be my favorite so far. <laughs> Blind bisexual goose stuck in love triangle with two swans dies aged 40. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that is certainly bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas. I'm Kurt Brownoller. And I'm Scotty Landis. Yeah, I want to get into that one very quickly, but um, first I want to bring on our very special guest, Kurt. May yes. I introduce you and our listening audience to the wonderful Danny Fernandez? Here I am. You She's guys can't here. even see how bright I am. How bright just, your voice is? Yes, that too. <laughs> I was saying like how how vibrant my clothing is that I have nowhere to go out in, but I want to show y'all. I'm like a neon sign right now. <laughs> yeah, Danny yeah, has I've, a neon orange. I've learned how to say orange lately because I'm from Maryland and Kurt's from Jersey. So Kurt, you probably also say orange. Orange, yeah. And we say orange. How do you say crayon? Crayon. 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 I don't know. I'd say it immediately. I immediately say it the way the last person said it. <laughs> I like Mick. Oh, that's so funny. That's a problem with like with my. I think my personality. <laughs> but actually, I've been starting to just do like put put like some product in my hair, and I don't leave my house. I don't leave my house. I'm just taking care of children all day, uh, and I'm still like doing it with a little product in my hair. You should. You got to take care of yourself during this time, no matter who you are. You got to do what you think makes you happy. And it could also be uh, not doing anything at all. That's also totally fine to be a complete slob. The, the pandemic I've been, for everyone. I've been cutting my own hair, and now I'm convinced that it's a scam. Yeah. Like, look at yes. how good it looks. Look at it. I cut your my hair, own bangs. Your Thank hair you. It looks very good. It looks professionally done. I just watched like three YouTube tutorials, and now I'm licensed, and I will never pay another person again. Are How you always going to... Go, go ahead, ahead Curdy B. No, it's okay. This There's... is the classic Zoom lag. We got Zoom lag, baby. We got Zoom uh, lag, guys. There's going to be a little stepping on it. I want Scotty to go. Um, How much is a woman's haircut? Oh, it, it's like typically around 60 bucks, I feel like. Okay. okay. Oh, but that's okay. on the... That's like average. Right. I feel that's it could be cut. more... That's just a cut. And I don't mm-hmm. even get my hair dyed because that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My wife used to get her hair like just highlighted and she would just be gone for half a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would just be like, Where, what are you doing? She's like, I'm getting highlights. And I'm like, it's been six hours. She's like, I know I'm not enjoying it either. Also, like how far have we moved in hair technology? It's 2020. Why does it take six hours? <laughs> oh, oh man. There's this guy that opened this great place in my neighborhood in L.A., and I was like, perfect. It's in the neighborhood, and I walk in, and it was the worst experience. It was um, – they tried too hard. Some of these places try too hard. Everybody's wearing these – it was kind of like an old-timey themed thing, and they offered me a whiskey walking <laughs> through the door. It's like 11 a.m., and I'm like, yeah, I'll take a whiskey. <laughs> because, and I'm like, sure, okay, I'll do your thing. And then they cut your hair, my hair, with my back to the mirror. So I didn't get to see what they were doing, which I had never experienced before. And it took, it took an hour. I think it was like $80. Yeah. In my life, I'd never paid more than $30. And, so, Men- and then it wasn't even that good of a haircut. That was the point. Men's haircuts should take less than 30 minutes at all times unless you have like super long hair if you have super long hair i can understand taking longer but i'm in and out in 30 minutes 
It's so funny because I had the classic bowl cut like growing up. But for Mother's Day, which just happened recently, I was looking back at photos of my mom and she had it. And I want to be like, stop the cycle (laughs) of abuse. Stop the cycle. Like because she went through it, she made me do it too. Oh, I had the exact same thing. I have photos of me at age five. My mom has a bowl cut and I have the exact same bowl cut. (laughs) Go to therapy. Stop. (laughs) Are you guys ready for this story? Yes. Say the headline one more time because I was having a hard time tracking it (sighs) first off okay blind Mm -hmm. bisexual goose (laughs) stuck in love triangle with two swans Mm. dies aged 40 (laughs) there is so much to unpack here it is amazing and the story itself is as amazing as that headline and i would like to, I, Scotty, if it's okay with you, to make mm-hmm. Thomas, his name is Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, to make Thomas our posthumous animal of the show. Absolutely. Uh, we can have a living animal of the show, but this is the hero that we didn't know we needed. Thomas. Uh, here it is. A blind by, and this is from Daily Mail, uh, mm-hmm. UK, uh, mm-hmm. our favorite place. But oh, I also them. looked it up. It is in every publication. I was just trying to find the one that had the best information in it. Okay, Thank blind you. bisexual goose who spent years in a love triangle with two swans raising 68 signets has died age 40. So this is Thomas. He's from uh, Waikanae in New Zealand. Sorry, mm-hmm. New Zealand, if I fucked that up. Fell in love with a black swan named Henry and went mm-hmm. on to spend the next 24 years with him. But things got messy when a young female swan called Henrietta swooped Uh in and stole (laughs) Henry's heart. Uh Thomas quickly became the third wheel, but instead of moving on, he decided to help the new couple raise their 68 signets over Uh. the next six years. And then it gets even better. His complicated Mm. relationship made him a local celebrity with many bird watchers spending hours watching his love life unfold. But this happiness came to an end when Henry died in 2009. And Henrietta flew off with another swan, leaving (gasps) Thomas all alone. He eventually went on to father his own babies, but they were stolen by another goose called George. Jesus Christ. (laughs) He doesn't have enough heartbreak. George has to come and steal his signets. First off, never knew signets was the name for baby <laughs> No, it sounds like a bank. It sounds like a European bank. <laughs> I would totally put my money into signets. <laughs> Thomas was then taken to the Wellington Bird Rehabilitation Trust in 2013 as his health det- deteriorated and he went blind. And the trust said, as well as making other blind bird friends to spend his days with, <laughs> Thomas, Thomas helped foster a couple of broods of cygnets along the way. And this is it. He, lo- he lived for corn on the cob. And if it wasn't there, when we put him back in his house at night, he was not happy. They call oh. him an inspiration. And he was such a special boy and a wonderful character. Thomas, our good friend, we miss you wholeheartedly, but may you rest in peace. I would like to raise a glass... Yeah. To Thomas, the blind bisexual goose. <laughs> All right. I have my energy drink up, so <laughs> I have my I have my bananas mug with water in it up. Oh my gosh. I mean, the my first big thought is who is documenting the life of geese and swans so diligently <laughs> in New Zealand? Who is sitting around being like, well, Man, this is like Housewives in the 1980s watching Young and the Restless all the time. And what does that person's love life look like? Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Thomas was a caregiver. I wonder when he went blind. And I think he might have been. The, thing, the fact that they never said he went blind makes me believe maybe that born maybe blind. he was always blind. Love is blind, man. Love is blind. Oh, he sounds but, like the Eeyore, like of geese. I'm like, yes. please just like give him a break. This <laughs> this poor swan is just gonna off himself. I know. Oh. He, I mean, everybody keeps ruining his life. He has so many heartbreaks. I honestly think Thomas is a great symbol as a, mm-hmm. as a lesson for all of us that you can never give up, no matter how much heartbreak yeah. life throws at you. Yes. You gotta be like Thomas. He Love, and then you know yeah. you get a corn co- cob of corn at the end of the day. You gotta be happy with the little things. 
Yeah, Kurt, I was going to say, Go ahead. I'm the opposite where I listened to this story and I was like, do not let anyone in. Everybody is trash. <laughs> Stop keeping your heart open. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we have the exact opposite take on this. Mine is you just got to keep going for it. Primarily because the, the photo of this, and you guys can go to our, uh, our, our The Bananas podcast on Instagram to see these photos. He is also a white goose with two black swans like they they totally look but he has no idea because he's he's blind he's such a modern couple this is polyamory at its finest people should be celebrating that he was making really 40 years too that was pretty brave years 20 years ago being polyamorous being a bisexual goose with two i guess heteronormative uh black swans that's that's a big deal. It's interspecial. It's interracial. Yes. It's uh, homosexual. It's heterosexual. It's bisexual. It's everything you would want. And it's all filled with love. 68 different signets. I want to say baby geese, guys. I want to say baby geese very badly. Aren't I'm they gonna... goslings? Thank Did you. I make that up? What the fuck is a signet? I don't know. But they keep. I don't oh, know you either. know what it is? I bet you it's the British word for uh, gosling. They ruin mm. everything, to be honest. Yeah. They were here first, and yet they still ruin everything. This, <laughs> Apologies this, to our UK listeners. We're we looking love, forward to touring there in the fall. Yes. God, I love London. <laughs> this reminds me... Okay, this is so insane. I haven't thought about this in like, oh, like 15 years. So I had a friend that right out of college moved to Orlando. Already a good start. And she... Uh, became a Minnie Mouse. She was Minnie Mouse at Disney World. And I asked her once over drinks, I was like, what is that like? Like, there has to be, that has to be a really crazy world. I'm actually a little surprised there's never been a show about that. Maybe there has. Um, And she's like, well, the faces get paid more than the regular mascot. So if you're Snow White or you're Pocahontas and you're a face and it's your actual face and you're looking at everybody, you get a little bit more money. I was like, makes sense. I get it. Still insane. I was like, well, what's the craziest thing that ever happened? Not like a kid kicked you or somebody farted on you or something stupid like that. She goes, oh, I got one. So one of her friends who I think was Sleeping Beauty, was, uh, she was Cinderella. She was married to the guy that played Jack Sparrow. Okay. We all <laughs> like a Jack Sparrow. Okay. And this is, a, this is like a legit Jack Sparrow, not like the Jack Sparrow down on Hollywood. Yeah, this is, yes. (laughs) Even though those guys are kind of swarthy in their own right. Um, So the... She's uh, married to one. She, the Jack Sparrow finds out that she's cheating on him with the other Jack Sparrow. <laughs> so there's a daytime Jack Sparrow and a nighttime Jack Sparrow. The <laughs> woman oh my gosh. her husband for the other Jack Sparrow. I want, that's so many. I want to be like, that's so much eyeliner and scarves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, wow. she has a type. That is so specific. Like, that is like, they have to resemble each other. They have to both be the same kind of actory guy that moves to Orlando to be Jack Sparrow. And I and guess it was a little a, bit like Johnny Depp. Yeah, it looks just enough like John Depp. Oh man. Danny, I what was the crazy like what is one of the worst like acting jobs you've ever had to take? Oh my gosh. Or auditions. Or auditions. Auditions. Um off the top of my, not an audition, but a pitch for a show okay. that I did end up selling, but cool. I was pitching it. They were barely paying attention. And then typically at the end, they want to shake your hand and walk you out. And instead yeah. she just got up and was like, we'll let you know. And I was like, oh no, I, I, I know. Like I've, you don't have to let me know. Like I am aware. Um, <laughs> did you say it? Did you say it in the room? No, I should have. I should have done that. Been, uh, that's, I, I like, I went the next time I have a bad pitch and I I've had so many bad ones. Mm-hmm. I would like to do that. Is just be like, listen, we know this isn't going anywhere. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm going to let you. Get I've done out that of in actually. I did that in a set that you watched, um, Scotty. At, like halfway through the set, I realized I was like uh, doing a showcase, uh-huh. and halfway through, I'm like, I'm not getting this. And I said that, and that made everyone laugh. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Let's work with my failure here. Let's. Uh- yeah. <laughs> 
showcasing. I was going to say, okay, I did come up. One thing that I shot that was super bad was I, my reps uh, talked me into doing this indie. And I mean, when we're talking indie, I don't even think that it was legal. It was shot in a Burbank park. And (laughs) to go to the bathroom, we had to have someone drive us to 7-Eleven. A 7-Eleven um, bathroom? I didn't mm-hmm. think 7-Elevens had bathrooms. Yeah. Wow. Well, apparently they do. Um, you know, they would hand us the key with like a ruler uh-huh. on, attached to it. Um, oh, yeah. And... I just remember we shot it in a park and I felt so bad because the camera guy was like, he kept tripping over tree roots. <laughs> and so like my takes were brilliant, but then he would ruin them. It was a mess. And anyways, I feel bad because they keep tagging me in it to like, oh, yeah. to promote it, yeah. even though it, yes. I shot it like two or three years ago. Yeah, they do that. Oh, that film doesn't yeah. exist. So, yeah, exactly. I've shot so many things that just like, I'm so happy that they don't exist. <laughs> That they just like never became something. It's like, oh, it's okay. It was a waste of three weeks of my life. But you know what? It's better than people seeing it. That's right. That's the only attitude to have about those sort of things. And also, like, you do sort of learn something every time. Exactly. Like, it is, it's a cliche thing to say, but even on the worst sets or the worst jobs, you look around and you go, yeah, you got to. You got to make sure that we're not just walking over exposed roots while we're shooting this. Thing. That <laughs> does not work. Scotty, give me one. I'm going old school. This one I put on the Instagram about a year ago. I'm just going to go for it now. God, I love this one. This is from the Wichita Eagle. This is by Caitlin Alanis. I'm just going to read this article because it's incredible. A quote, polite warning and some quote, men's bathroom humor at Home Depot led to a 911 call about a potential bomb threat, according to the Wichita Police Department. Officers were called to the home improvement store about 12.15 on Monday for reported bomb threat. When the police got there, an employee said uh, he was standing at the urinal when a man came out of the bathroom (laughs) stall and said, quote, somebody told me there's a bomb in the building. You need to leave the building. The employee told to the two police officers uh, and repeated what the man said. And and this is when it gets great. Oh, man. So... A store clerk recognized the man who gave the warning as a, quote, regular customer and gave the customer's name to the police. The man reported to the police that he was in the bathroom stall and he heard another man say something along the lines of, quote, you all need to get out of here because I'm fixing to blow it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The man said that another man laughed because he understood the warning. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did the whole Home Depot get evacuated? Yes. Yes. Oh, my so, God. So um, the cops show up, and they – so half the bathroom goes, quote, I understood it was a serious need to defecate and that he was attempting to provide a polite <laughs> serious warning. Serious need to defecate. <laughs> Who, what is this? The Wichita what? Uh, the Wichita Eagle. Oh, thank you. That's a great line. Caitlin, nobody writes better. Um, and was attempting to provide a polite warning to the other patrons of the bathroom. Police say that home security does not want to press any charges. <laughs> I just, I like that one. The guy's a regular. And then you all need to get out of here because I'm fixing to blow it up. <laughs> and then we, I guess you have to take everything seriously these days. I don't know. Do you have to take that seriously? I don't think not so. Me. I I was going to say, Scotty, I have something that combines both of these stories of Disney World and blowing up bathrooms. Okay. In that I, um, I don't know if y'all know, but you can run marathons at like Disneyland and Disney World. They have like the Disney World Marathon and they give you like a special little medallion that for some reason as a Disney person I really wanted. But what you don't remember about marathons is people just poop. They just drop trowel and poop. So the park is open at like 5 or 6 a.m. for all of us to run through. And I am a lady. So Mm -hmm. I waited, which messed up my time. But literally, I want everyone to know that when you go to Disney World and Disneyland, it's filled with poop, like in the bushes. (laughs) Oh, really? Did you see people? Did you see people just shitting on the side? Yes. Really? Yeah. Because it was that common in, in. Marathons. I knew sometimes, like you just lost control of your bowels or whatever. Like there's, there's a famous photo of that woman like running across the finish right. line with shit coming down her leg. Oh, honey, 
Well, I think that they don't want to mess up their time, right? They're really competitive. And there's about 3,000 to 4,000 people that run it. Wow. Um, And you run through all the parks when you do it. And so people just, like, there was a line in the bathrooms. There's a line for all of the uh, porta-potties. So people will literally just pull down their pants and and poop. Oh, (laughs) no. Anyways, I just want you to go. Next time you go with your kids, I just want you to remember. Oh, my God. There's going to be, that's kind of the bang. My daughter will be so excited about that. (laughs) Can I poop in the bushes now, Papa? (laughs) Yes, legally, yes. The the only way I get my daughter to pee now is by making it a competition to see who can pee faster, (laughs) because she just refuses (laughs) to want to pee. So I have to like pretend to pee next to her, and then she always wins. And someone just called while it was happening, and then I dropped my phone into my daughter's toilet. There you go. That was a that cool happens. moment. That happened right I, before we started recording. So, so that's why you, I brought it up. Danny, did you run the a full marathon? Hell yeah, I did. And oh the only God. reason I ran it was because the half was full. And so you so have you the option. went for a full one? <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> that. I was in college and I was like, I can do this. You know, it was just like you're in college and I saw in runner's world, I was taking like running classes at my college and I saw like this huge medallion that you get when you run it. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Why not? And um, it literally felt like my uterus was going to fall out. (laughs) Like that's not even exaggerate. I know that people's uteruses do can come out of their bodies. Holy cow. What? A prolapsed. Um, oh, well, no, it, you it, just it, have a prolapse uterus. Okay. It, it, it lengthened. You have, you, you, you have kids. Like oh, yeah. this is yeah. a thing that happens no, I know. when you're giving birth, like it lengthens right. and drops. And I know so, what happens you. during birth. I didn't know what happened during marathons. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather give birth, I think, than run a marathon. I tried to, <laughs> tried to create one. I was going to do it this year and it got delayed, but I'll do it next year. I wanted to do a charity run in Echo Park, uh, downhill 1K that starts at 11 a.m. It's $20 to enter, um, and then you have to run it with a cup in your hand. Like, you have to have a drink. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. And then the finish line was going to be the Gold Room in Echo Park. So it was just going to be a downhill (laughs) 1K. And I got so many people that were like, I will donate this. I will donate this. I will volunteer. Like, it was coming together. And then stuff went sideways. But, uh, yeah, I want to do a charity 1K so that we all get our bibs. We all get the photos. Everybody gets, you know, the collector solo cup. Let me add another layer to it. I love Uh, it. From from the smash hit snowboarding film uh, Out Cold is that each cup has to be filled with a liquid to the top when they start running. And then at the end, it's not about who wins the race. But about who has more liquid left in there? Who win? Mm-hmm. Who who's the cl- like? No, you still have to win the race, but you still have to have more liquid left in your cup at the oh, end than fun. the other people who finish. I see. I was going for that. You had to basically chug a beer while running a one k, and then the <laughs> and then in mine, there's two. There's two winners. There's the first person across the finish line in the bar, and then the last person, everybody goes insane. So if you get last place, you actually get the bigger reception, and you get to stand on the top of the podium. But I like Scotty, it. I feel like this the the race though will be like twelve hours long. Good. It'll be like someone who's just trying to like I, can you imagine just all these snails, people just like taking a step the whole time? <laughs> I think that's good advertising. I'm sure the cops will hate it, but yeah, I'm gonna do it next year. I'm gonna come up with a title, but it'll be the something something one K and uh I'll blast it. We're gonna raise money for I think mission. I think we'll do the mission, the food mission. That sounds like a great idea. I can't you know, do math. How much is a 1K? Oh, it's uh, like a I mean, a 5K, sixth yeah. of a mile. Sixth of a mile. Downhill. <laughs> There's no. I was like, it's 10 steps. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's incredibly short. It's, it's over for before everyone. it begins. Um, um, pretty B, give me one. I'll give you one. I'm going to give you the one. title, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come okay. right back in. Tease me. Astronomer files mm-hmm. trademark lawsuit against American girl alleging astronaut doll copies her likeness. Ooh. Mm. Let's take More a break. After the break. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, a quick note before we get into this next story. Uh, I'm old friends with the astronomer in the story, Lucianne Walkowicz. We went to college together. However, I haven't seen them in quite a few years. And when we recorded this episode, I was unaware they started using the pronouns they, them, and I incorrectly referred to them as she, her. Luckily, our wonderful producer, Katie Levine, checked Lucianne's Twitter before uploading the episode and saw the preference. I immediately emailed Lucianne and explained the situation. They suggested just a quick prologue to the story would suffice. Again, my apologies to Lucianne, and now back to the episode. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. So Welcome this back. is... <clears throat> there's a lot of connections to bananas with this story. Good. Uh, full disclosure... Uh, the astronomer, whose mm-hmm. name is Lucianne Walkowicz, is a friend of mine. We went to college together before she became an astronomer. Cool. And she is on next week's episode of Bananas. And oh, we can't fantastic. talk about this uh, lawsuit with her on the air because, obviously, it is a pending lawsuit. But Fun. it's pretty insane. Basically, I'll give you the uh, details, and we'll put the photograph up on the, on the website. Uh, th- so American Girl, so Lucianne has a TED Talk. She's an astronomer. She's, a famous, she's like, kind of like a famous punk rock astronomer. Um, and she has like a very famous TED Talk with over 2 million views on the star Vega. Heard of it. Um, heard of it. And she, so American Girl made a doll. So her name is Lucianne Walkowicz. She studied Vega. She has a TED Talk on Vega, 2 million views. They named this, this American doll. First off, the doll looks like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's named Lucianne Vega. I mean, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And uh, her trademark is having a purple streak in her hair sure. and holographic shoes. Like, that's what she always wears publicly. And this doll has a purple streak in her hair and oh holographic God. shoes. And they oh just never contacted her. Like, think about what was happening at the American Girl Company where they're like, we're going to completely take this person's, like, identity, make wow. a doll. They could have changed anything about it. And they didn't. They, they could have named it. Uh, Rosie Vega, and it would like they wouldn't. She wouldn't have a case. But the fact that it's like her name and her yeah. likeness and her 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 area of study is so crazy. Oh yeah, I'm on her side. I don't know anything about law, but I'm on her side. She should win. Yeah, I just think this is like a wild case of gaslighting. Yes. Like American Girl doll is literally gaslighting an astronomer. One hundred percent, just like no, like this, this is, is not you. This yeah, would drive me nuts. I know, right? It's really, really insane. And also knowing Lucianne, like of course she wants little girls to be interested in STEM and astronomy. So if they yeah. just contacted her beforehand, like and said, "Hey, we want to use your likeness to make a doctor," she would be psyched. But the fact that she they did it without her consent is Looney Tunes. I don't know anything. My sister had a couple of those growing up, and I remember them being... Su- I thought they were fad. I actually didn't know they were still around, but I guess they're a big deal, huh? Like That seems like the most Midwestern thing imaginable. I don't mm-hmm. know where they're from, but it feels like... It feels like just straight out of Kansas, like, here we go. Here's this thing called... and. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't understand the appeal, but are they like beanie babies? Like, do they rise and fall in their wealth, or are they are they still expensive? (laughs) No, there's like a princess die American girl doll. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're very expensive. 
They uh, are. In fact, when I was in, in Dallas, uh, when I lived there, they had an American Girl doll store. And that's how you knew you were rich, uh, is right. if you got to go like and have a birthday oh. party there. At the American oh. Girl doll store. I remember okay. there used to be one in Manhattan, and there was a comedian who worked at one, and I can't remember exactly who it was. Um, but she had like some crazy stories about the people who'd come in like trying to buy a specific doll like on Christmas Eve and it wasn't there. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah I, I built bikes in high school. I um, I was like around. I was worked in a bicycle shop and I was a mechanic. But then Toys R Us would hire like I was fifteen and they would hire us and it was twenty dollars a bike right before Christmas. As many as you could build in a day because they're so. And these are everything from tricycles, which are actually weirdly harder to assemble than like <laughs> a, a little BMX twenty inch bike. So my friends and I, my friend Casey and I, would go and we would build like twenty bikes a day. So we would make $400 each at Whoa. 15 years old. My dad would pick me up. They, it was union, so they would force us to leave the building for half-hour breaks and hour-long breaks. <laughs> it was maybe the greatest <laughs> job I've ever had in my life. But the year that I did it was the year that Furbies were huge. Yes. Like that. And so all these full-time great people that worked at Toys R Us, legitimately like sweetheart, nice people, they all had kids. And they would be like, Scotty, can you hide this Furby in your toolbox? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, sure. And they're like, don't, don't tell anybody. If you get in trouble, I'll, I'll take the rap for it. But like, my daughter needs a Furby. So I would say at any given time in the assembly area, which is also where older gentlemen were assembling like power wheels and like um, playground equipment and stuff, there were probably like 30 Furbies <laughs> stashed <laughs> by employees. And I think Furbies can communicate. And I always wanted to just turn them on and just have 30 of them going ballistic while I'm building like little Barbie bikes and stuff. But it was so wild. And I felt like I was a bootlegger or like a smuggler. It was so crazy. And then, you know, nothing bad ever happened. 30, 30 kids had a great Christmas that year. But yeah. That is crazy. The the annoying toy thing has just been bumped up to like a new level for okay. y'all uh, who don't have kids right now. So there is this new thing. And okay. I don't know what company does it, but I want them to go fuck themselves. Uh, it is a thing <laughs> where they have a whole line of toys. And I'm, not, I'm like talking about like 25 different toys that are all different types of things, like a big otter with like you, like numbers and letters, and it makes noises, and then like a little Sounds small fun. guy, and then like a little phone. But they all have Bluetooth, and when you oh. press a button on one of them, all of them go off and start playing a song. And oh, so, no. like in the store, when my daughter presses like the one button to see what it does, and then forty-five of them like light oh, up and start no. dancing. And then it's like this is like her eyes are just like big with it of like wanting to get all of them. But it's so insane. Like it's already bad enough that we have like so many things that make noises in the house. But to have them all be like linked up talking to each other at all times and then like a chorus of nightmare. It's terrible. I am never going to buy one. I was going to say I accidentally I couldn't figure out what was happening. I had to audition for VO stuff and I was recording my audition and it was for (laughs) Darkwing Duck. And so I was playing Gosselet. This was an audition, and it was just like I don't know. Gosselet, Signet. You're playing. I'm playing Signet, Signet Quagmire, and it was like it was like um, I don't know Darkwing, but um, we used to do this. You know, it was like something weird, and I would I would play it back, and I would just get a recording that was like what the fuck? And I was like, <laughs> what happened? And so I tweeted out, I tweeted out, this is like such a random story. I tweeted yeah. out and asked people like, cause I couldn't get it. I couldn't figure out like, is, is are my neighbors connected to my Wi-Fi? Are they using my Wi-Fi? I was very much about Wi-Fi. And I remember <laughs> randomly Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 oh, yeah. sure. was like, he was great and I love him, but he was like, hey, I sent this to my friend and he said, it's because you're, you're the one that's connected to their Bluetooth. No. And so up, Upstairs in their apartment, it would just <laughs> randomly blast my duck auditions. <laughs> and I could hear this woman in heels who was just like clanking around and then like, what the fuck? Oh um, my God, that's amazing. That's so good. But oh, also, when she so would much. have extremely loud sex, I wanted to like mm-hmm. connect to the Bluetooth and, and then just play them. Oh my God, and cheer I want it you on. to do that. Yeah, I want you to do that so stop. badly. Whatever. I'm very sex positive, but look, sometimes people sound 
like they're putting on a play. Like they're putting, they're putting on an act for yes. the other person. I want to be like, oh, honey, does he not know that that's fake? It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's worse when it's the other way. When you're like, mister, leave that poor girl alone. You sound insane over there. Ah, ah. Yeah, I'm like, I know that sound. Yeah. I've made that sound before. That is not real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, that was not a sincere apology. Trust me. Kurt, you want a new one? I want a new one. Okay. Headline, Utah Paperboy 14 attacked by a ferocious goat named Voldemort. <laughs> this, is from, uh, this is from one of our listeners, Kurt. This is from Cameron S. Neely sent this one in, and it's from the New York Daily News. Oh, before you go on, I have to say, guess uh-huh. what, Scotty? Tell me something. My first story yes, sir. Oh, was somebody sent in sent by that Joey in? Dunscombe, and I forgot to give him credit. Joey, Joey. Dunscombe, I'm so sorry. We love you, Joey Dunscombe. Go ahead. Christine Roberts wrote this for the New York Daily News. He's the boy that lived. Jackson Jessel was attacked by a goat named Voldemort on Tuesday. The, uh, what is that, Deseret News? I think that's right, not Desert. Deseret News reported the 14-year-old was on his paper route, charming, in Smithfield, Utah, before dawn when the animal approached him in the darkness. <laughs> that is already so insane that this poor kid had to deal with that. Gessel thought at first it was a shadowy figure of a dog. Quote, then it made a weird noise, kind of like a grunting noise, he told the news. I'm like, what the heck is that? Great kid. You can tell he's from Utah. He said, heck, already. That's a great kid. (laughs) Gessel claims Voldemort headbutted him off his bike and then trampled him. (laughs) Oh, Voldemort. Quote, it freaked me out when I stood up. It was on its hind legs, and it wrapped its front legs around me and pulled me off my bike. Whoa. That, I know. I hate goats so much. Uh, I do I hate mean, goats. They're the only animal I'm afraid of. Uh, I had Gessel, no idea. I had no idea that you hated goats so much because we, you know, uh, Dan, I don't know if you know this, but Scotty and I uh, traveled the Mississippi mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. order to raise money to buy 500 goats and 1,000 chickens uh, for mm-hmm. African families in need. And I had no idea this whole time. And we did a promo shoot for it where mm-hmm. we had about right. 50 baby goats. And you were at that photo shoot, and I had no idea that you're so terrified of goats. I'm not afraid of baby goats. Uh, I'm not you know, afraid adorable. of kids. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not afraid of just one goat. Um, <laughs> here's what I don't like about goats. When I was a kid, I went to Amish country because I grew up in Maryland. We'd go up to Lancaster, PA, and they had goats. And you could feed the goats anything so all we did uh, uh, lancaster is very boring if you're eight years old and uh, so we just fed doritos to goats and they have like a vertical pupil almost like a long tic-tac pupil and then their face is a rock yeah they bite and then you just whenever you're around a goat you're like is this thing just gonna ram me at any second yeah i feel like every other animal i kind of get the gist of what's going on <laughs> goats are harbingers of the devil mm-hmm. um so anyways, Gessel claims that Voldemort headbutted him off his bike. Uh, he dashed to a nearby tree. I mean, it pulled him off. These things are Beelzebub. Uh Gessel dashed to a nearby tree where he hid from the ferocious animal, which allegedly began ta- uh, terrorizing other passersby for nearly an hour. Incredible. Uh, the teen's parents, meanwhile, had reported the boy missing, scary, after he failed to return home from his paper route. Cops figured out where Gessel was and they got, uh, when they got another call re- regarding a boy and a goat. Um, so Voldemort's owner said her pet's actions were out of character. He's really happy and plays with the kids. I've never had him chase my kids. But, uh, (laughs) Gessel maintains that his fear is warranted. People are just like, why are you scared of goats? Me too. And he said, I'm like, that was a freaky goat. I think it was possessed or something. (laughs) So I'm on Jackson's side for this one all the way. But I love that this title is The Boy Who Lived. Like, is it possible for a goat to kill you? Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, sure. If it headbutted I mean, you correctly. Like a yeah. concussion. It's like the NFL. Yeah, yeah we don't know like Jackson. Yeah. Houdini died from a punch, right? If a goat headbutted you in the stomach hard enough, you might get internal bleeding. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. A slow death. A slow, slow death. Or if it headbutted you in the head, maybe you get a concussion. If you, I think a puddle would need to be involved. Do you know what I mean? I feel like have, a bridge or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You have to get knocked unconscious and fall in a puddle and then drowned. Off a bridge. I think Eddie's right. I think you get bucked off a bridge by Voldemort the goat in Utah. Um, I do like fainting goats. I like fainting those goats, goats that you startle and they just pass out because that's how they're built. Danny, have you but, seen these goats? Literally same, I want to oh. say. They uh, are. Yeah, they're go on YouTube goats. if you haven't. Uh, open it up, YouTube fainting goats, and just, I mean, you open an umbrella too fast around them, 15 that's what. goats just There's a video, over. it's a very famous video. It's just like three goats in a row and somebody opens an umbrella next to them and they all just fall over. And it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I know everyone... People are going to write in and they're going to say it's very mean of you to think it's funny that these goats fall over because they could hurt themselves. And I'm Maybe. sorry, I don't care. It's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's a it's the way they're designed. It's it's a stress release. So I mean, that's yeah. the way that's the way they were built. You take Danny. that up with God. <laughs> you don't take it Danny, up with me. What animal are you most afraid of? Um, I hate insects. Do they count? Sure. I can't hit, sure. but I have, I have this complex where I want to save them until they sure. come at me. So anytime I see an insect in my apartment, um, like even a spider, I think that they're there for a reason. Sure. I don't know. I just believe it's Charlotte's web or something. Um, so I'm trying to save it. Like I get the cup. I have the, the little solo <laughs> cup. Um, mm-hmm. I try to save it, but the second it doesn't obey, I'm like, Oh fuck mm-hmm. it. I'm just, and I kill it. I just squash it. <laughs> Um, but I literally like dream of them being in my bed. It's sick. I should probably talk to somebody, but I can't, I don't think that they should exist, but I respect them existing. (laughs) And also here, there's so many, there's so many insects at all times. I have so many ants right now. It's spider season right now. Like it is, it's crazy how many are here, but would you hold, like if you went to a science center, would you hold a cockroach? No, I can't. But like when I was thinking of you with goats, I was like, oh, that's like Indiana Jones with snakes. And I don't mind snakes at all. Like when I see them on Hollywood Boulevard and people holding snakes, I'm like, I would love to, if it kills me, that's an, that's, you know, my fault. (laughs) I totally agree. I like snakes. I'll hold snakes. Also, like I've been, I've been around goats. It's not that I'm like afraid to be. I'll pet a goat. I'll, I've fed goats many times. It's just that they're insanely built to just ram you, which I think is the funniest thing. It's just like, oh, there's no way to defend that. Yeah. Like you, sharks get out of the water. Snakes just walk away. Goat chasing <laughs> you. It's just going to demolish your life. I, what's wild is I can handle huge things like bears, wolves, sure. whatever. But like tiny little mosquitoes drive me nuts. Huh. The, and also a, a related goat story we just posted on the Instagram today is that in San Jose, a goat, one goat. And this is like San Jose, California, in a kind of like an upscale neighborhood. There's a goat farm nearby. And one mm-hmm. goat... Uh, chewed on the wire, it caught fire, See? shut it all down, and then 200 goats were just wandering through this residential neighborhood. There's yeah. a video of it on the Instagram if you guys want to go check it out. I would have put on a so jetpack and just sailed away. I would have been like, <laughs> See ya! Um, ready for another one, Scotty? Oh, I think we're so ready. Okay. Man rescued by Rock Island Fire Department after Mm -hmm. trying to travel to Kentucky on a log. (laughs) This is is, uh, KWQC.com. This is by the KWQC staff. Okay. Uh, And I'm trying to figure out, this is, uh, I guess, Davenport, IA, Indiana. Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, uh, no, it's, it should be. I got some great geography skills, guys. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so a man was pulled from the Mississippi River on Monday, September 23rd, uh, mm. after officials say he has been holding onto a log around 1.30 p.m. Officials with the Rock <laughs> Island Fire Department say he got in willingly and was trying to travel to Kentucky yeah. <laughs> on the log. Uh, officials with the Rock Island Fire Department tell TV6 the man entered the water in Davenport and was then seen holding onto a log while on the river as he was floating towards a barge. He was then pulled mm. from the river and into the rescue boat. Now, for, for those of you who have never traveled the Mississippi uh, by, by boat or by jet ski, as I have, uh, the Mississippi is mm-hmm. a real big river. 
and it's got a very fast current of about 10 knots at all times and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff in the river there's like yes a lot sometimes dead cows there's a lot of like debris and stuff Mm -hmm. but also it is if you're going downstream Getting on a log is probably a good way to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know? it's a good way to get to Kentucky. If if you're only going to Kentucky, I think he. I I wish they'd let him do it. But the the barges are kind of crazy. Like Danny, I don't know if you've had much experience with the Mississippi, but they have like the only boats on them are these giant barges that sometimes they're like too long. So to, like two barges together yeah. with then a tugboat at the at the end of it pushing it so the human being who's like pushing these football field length of barges towards you cannot see whatsoever they're just kind of like they know the river and they stick to the middle of it so you can very easily be killed by like a barge of gravel absolutely Uh, Absolutely. So I he, just he, love the idea that he wanted to do this as opposed to riding Greyhound or something. <laughs> like, that is somehow worse and more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot cheaper than Greyhound. Just hop on a log. Oh, man. I love that man. That's a, he's, a, he's a modern day Tom Sawyer. Was he stopped? Was he asking for help? Right. No, Good I question. think that's the thing. He was trying to get to Kentucky, and they pulled him. They pulled him. People get worried about the, the Mississippi. Land of the free. I mean, what what about our constitutional <laughs> rights? <laughs> to ride logs in the Mississippi Ugh. River. We're going to have to look that up. I'm gonna, after, after the pod, I'm going to Google the, the longest log ride of all Ugh. time. It's probably some lumberjack in like British Columbia or something back in the day when they would just stand on logs and do that type of thing. Well, that um, is the thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, lumberjacks used to ride logs all the time. I want to ride a log. That sounds pretty fun, actually. This I'm just be- makes me think of what's happening with Splash Mountain right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what's since every- Well, because everything's closed down, but they have to oh. keep those rides going so they don't get, like, crickety, right? Do they? You don't think they just drain the water out of Splash Mountain and shut it down? You know what? Don't ruin this (laughs) fantasy for me. you're imagining all the rides are constantly going with no people on them? Why do you have to bring... (laughs) Stop ruining... But no, I swear, somebody's going to write in and be like, yes, I think at least once a week they are testing the rides. I think that they... It's like your car battery. Like You you have to... You got to keep it oiled. There was a, a man... This is a story that we did not cover on the podcast, but as a man living uh, on the Florida uh, yeah, on Adventure tropical. Island or yeah, Fantasy Discovery Island? Island. Discovery Island. Island. I saw that one too. Oh. Yeah, this man just uh, broke into Discovery Island, which has been closed for a couple years, and then just lived. This is during <laughs> yeah, the quarantine, and then just lived this amazing, like bucolic life. Yes, on, he was on like a Discovery guy. Island. What yeah, is it? Discovery Island, his name was uh, Richard McGuire, 42, was spotted on the Disney-owned <laughs> property, which is currently closed to the public. Uh, uh, deputies searched McGuire for, uh, by, uh, on foot, by helicopter, and by boat before finally making contact with him. McGuire, uh, they had been using a loudspeaker to address him, but he said he didn't hear them because he was sleeping outside of his tent, uh, which he referred to as a, quote, tropical paradise. <laughs> Of course, he's living in Disney World. Uh, He's planned to stay for about a week. Yeah, he uh, was arrested and charged for trespassing on posted property. But yeah, I I picture what Danny's saying, that they're just running... All of them. They're running Splash Mountain. The ghost of Walt Disney is just posing for the camera. (laughs) This would be so fun. I went to Disney World for the or Disneyland for the first time uh, three years ago, ever, and it was it was. I went very early, like as as soon as it opened, and I was. I actually was like scared. I felt like it was so well done that I was like, "This is insane." (laughs) I'm like, I get, I get the appeal of why people think it's. uh, it's like an escape. It's like a true escape. And our guy, Richard McGuire, <laughs> really made Lift it an life. escape for himself. I can't wait to take Olive there. She's going to be so psyched. You know, oh, yeah. when when we can be around human beings again. Sure. She's got to give me one. I'm going to give you an extremely quick one, and then I'll give you another one. So, uh... Dennis Rodman, I'm just bringing this up because a lot of people have been watching the Bulls documentary, Last Dance, on ESPN and Netflix. It's super good. But Dennis Rodman's friends with Kim Jong-un, who may or may not be Mm -hmm. dead. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And when he went over there to party, uh, this is the only detail. So they... 
It was all about vodka and hotties, is what uh, Dennis Rodman <laughs> is said. Is that a quote? Oh, I was like, is that a quote from Kim? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's probably a quote from Kim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thirty nine year old, thirty six year old Kim was like, we asked Michael Jordan to come, but he wouldn't, so we asked you. Always a great way to welcome somebody oh to your my dictatorship. God, that's so funny. Uh, Kim invited him to his home for a wild party. Rodman said, "Quote: Let's have dinner tonight, a little karaoke, and some vodka, and some hotties, and stuff like that." Here's the detail. Next thing I know, we're having dinner, and he's drunk as shit. That's Oon is drunk as shit. Uh, he starts singing karaoke, and I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Then, an eighteen piece band of quote. Hot women come out and only played the theme song from Dallas. (laughs) What? The Hall of Famers suggested they learn other tunes, Pearl Jam, Van Halen, and Rolling Stones. But instead, they continuously played the 1978 TV show theme song from Dallas. It's unreal. It is such Um, an... Oh, so it's probably the only... They probably were assembled the night before, like ripped from their have from their beds yes. to like play in this impromptu band because Dennis Rodman said he wanted to do vodka and hotties. Yeah, I looked it up. Dallas went off there in 1991, by the way. So this is the music. I had my prom there. Did you? At, at the Dallas Ranch. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's a thing. What was- yes, that's where almost everybody that goes to high school in Dallas ends up having their prom at the Dallas Ranch. Whoa! And that's like the one that was seen from like the helicopter shot in the opening. Mm -hmm. Wow! So you know, seventeen-year-old Danny got (laughs) there. So that's a great memory. I'm just kidding. You can can censor that. No, (laughs) we'll just bleep it. It'll be funnier. I just want to say I couldn't. When you were reading this story, I couldn't get over the first sentence that Kim Kim Jong Un is. 36 years old. I don't know why in my head that's like a 57-year-old man. Um, I did not even hear that part. That is very surprising. He does not look well. (laughs) No. In Texas, don't they do a thing around prom where where the girls wear giant flower things on their chest or something? That's homecoming. Mm -hmm. What is that called? Oh, a mum. I think it's a mum. Yes, a mum. The bigger it is, the better, like the the more important you are, essentially, <laughs> yeah, like a wreath, basically. In, in Texas hierarchy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Somebody was explaining that to me and they were like, yeah, it's kind of like you buy a corsage or a boutonniere, but these like parents, your mom will help you or people will help you. And it'll be this giant floral arrangement with like fo- <laughs> like photos and stuff like there's all kinds of ribbons. And that's it's like a teddy bear in there, and you wear them, Kurt. They're like this. They're like huge. You wear them on your chest. They're like and it's this like huge a whole wreath. bunch of flowers. That it's like a wreath that you wear and ribbons and, and like ribbons. yeah, like you mm-hmm. won an award for being mm-hmm. the best flower. Yeah, like you won an award for being popular, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, mine was really big, guys. Mm-hmm. Mine was really big. That's cool. I want to wear a mum. I'm going to start wearing a mum. As soon as this choir is over, I'm wearing a mum everywhere I go. I'm in. Yeah, me, why not? Give me, give me your uh, longer one. Give me a longer one. Okay. The last Man, story. The, oh, last story. I better hit it with a bang. Oh, you know what? We can do this very controversial and yet weird one. Um, woman claims she breastfeeds her bodybuilder boyfriend 36 every two hours. <laughs> but... <laughs> So, yeah, this is from uh, Laura House, Daily Mail, Australia wrote this one. Breast is best. I breastfeed my boyfriend. Uh, Mom 36 uses pumps and pills to help feed her gym buff lover every two hours. Whoa. Um, So, gosh, this is so insane. So, (laughs) there's a magical bond that only uh, happens when you're breastfeeding. That's what Jennifer says. And she's taken a break from her job because I want to devote everything to making this magical connection work. She claims that she takes an uh, herbal pill and added flaxseed to her diet to help her with her milk supply. Her boyfriend, Brad, is, quote, excited. Yeah, I guess so. About uh, the health benefits as he is a, quote, gym buff. Jennifer said the feeding also helps Brad Brad let his guard down behind closed doors and not have to worry about being, quote, an alpha male. I mean, that's such a concern. Absolutely. All of us (laughs) face that concern and just need this so much. 
Um, she also said it's not something they would ever do in public. It's a very private aspect of our life, sort of disappointing. <laughs> it's very private aspect. Let's take it to the Daily Mail. Um, and so I looked, did a little research, and could breastfeeding benefit bodybuilders? It is calorie and nutrient dense. Oh, yeah. It is des- designed to rapidly grow a human baby, so some believe it has a similar effect would happen to a grown human. Not sure about that. Uh, adding a nutrient calorie dense liquid to the diet can help with muscle gain. It also contains growth hormones. One cup of breast milk has 170 calories, 10 grams of fat, 16 carbs, and 2 grams of protein. But then a registered dietitian named Mark Halpern says breast milk is only as good as the person who produces it. Breast milk generally isn't regulated. Uh, yes, very obvious. Yeah. Also, Thank you for that. It's such a weird attack on a mom. Yeah. <laughs> only as good as the mom is good. If the woman has a terrible diet, the breast milk will be a terrible quality, he says. I know. That feels like he's finger pointing a little too hard. It really, and, it really does. And there are zero evidence that suggests it can benefit grown men uh, in a smoothie, protein, I mean, like, the amount of breast milk you would need to make a difference in a bodybuilding lifestyle. Like, I have, Gus, my my eight-month-old is 18 pounds, and he drinks 40 ounces. Holy crap. Wow. So, like, imagine having to make 40 ounces of breast milk for your boyfriend. That would be... Hours no of breastfeeding a day. No, thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry, does she also have a baby, or is this her baby? <laughs> this is a wonderful... Danny, that is the exact right question, because she has a daughter. Her daughter is now 20 years old. What? <laughs> Wait, where is she getting the breast milk from? I don't she's, understand. She, she's been pumping the whole time, I guess. Here, let me look at the other article, because... What, she's been pumping for 20 years? I mean, she's also breastfeeding she her loves, boyfriend. She, she loves, loves breastfeeding. it. Breastfeeding. Um, ABR. It's called ABR. Uh, shout out to all the ABR enthusiasts out there. Adult uh, breastfeeding no. regime. Um, <laughs> Reg- uh, regimen, yep. rather. I, yep. Uh, I guess we're going with that. Um, <laughs> she started searching for men who'd be open to the idea of adult breastfeeding. So she used Craigslist, you know, a few other sites, and finally started chatting to Brad. And Brad said uh, he's got a thing for big-breasted women, and size has always been a factor in his relationships. Uh, this is a great couple. Um, <laughs> they found oh each God. other. The two and weirdest people on the planet. Yes. Oh, no. Okay, so she hadn't breastfed for over 20 years. Um, she needed to induce lactation by dry feeding and pumping her breast every two hours, just as if she was feeding a baby. Wait. Oh, wait. So did- I can do this? <laughs> Apparently, I, mean, I, I think if you strap uh, a pump on like every so like multiple times a day, you might you can you can trigger. Uh, I think she did. Yeah. And nights have been a struggle for these two guys. <laughs> Shockingly, nights have been a struggle. Brad sleeps so peacefully, but we manage to cope. He falls asleep latched on to me, which is beautiful. But they set an alarm so they can feed during the night. I mean, guys, oh my God. <laughs> the internet was not a mistake. <laughs> the internet the was, internet not, a was not a mistake. Oh, and I would gosh. like to apologize to just everybody in Australia for... Yeah. I realize that dailymail.co.uk where we get <laughs> the majority of our stories is also has just a UK sec I mean an Australia section so we're getting stuff from Australia Daily we're getting from everywhere time. I mean I was surprised this wasn't a listener generated one because we've gotten some delightful ones out of the group really? but yeah. guys keep sending them keep sending them over to us go to the Instagram at the bananas podcast uh, and Check it out. We can post all the photos. All the photos from these, this episode will be there. Danny, do you have any, uh, mm-hmm. anything to plug? Anything coming up? I'm just so excited that I can, in quarantine, now make breast milk. I didn't <laughs> yeah. even realize I could do that. You got the yeah. time. You got the privacy. You're cutting your own hair. You're ready. <laughs> Start making your own cheese. <laughs> oh god um yes i have a podcast called nerdificent that i do with iffy wadiway it drops wherever you get your podcasts it's from iHeartRadio. we basically just tackle mm-hmm. uh nerdy franchises and this month for mental health may we're doing uh we're tackling the science behind different therapy treatments 
like TMS, which zaps your brain, which I did mm-hmm. find very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Oh, that mm-hmm. is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Did you find that like it, it made you better at doing whatever task you were involved? Not being with? as depressed. Yes, really? <laughs> that was it. Right. Yeah, I've heard amazing stuff about that. That like you can apply it and like you like increase like targeting practice or whatever. Like whatever. <laughs> That's thing you're true doing, too. Yeah, like jumps it up by fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Podcast. so fascinating. Nerdificent. I love Iffy. He's great, too. Yes. Um, You're all about it. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on. Thank Thanks you so for having learned. I learned so much. <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't do our jobs correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, it's been another one. All right, one. Kurt. This has been another one of Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme song by Kehan Amadi. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. So please follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post so many more stories and make it here. And you can share with us your strange news story by DMing us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast. So listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bananas.